It's only getting more prestigious as we go up, I guess. <laughs> now, silver medal time. Silver medal, yep, nice and shiny. I say, like, when you were mentioning uh, about a rhythm game or a music game, I was wondering if it might have been uh, one I was about to speak of because you, I think you mentioned you were going to play it at some point. I don't know if you. Got oh, I've it played or... it. I didn't finish it. I only got to level four, I think. Level four or five. Yeah. If it's the one uh, I'm thinking of. If it's one to go. It was the one that came out towards the beginning of the year. And yes. Yeah. I, By the I, same company, actually, it's Quake. Yeah, funnily, aye, funnily enough. And uh, this is definitely in my honorable mention, so I don't need to obviously talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's surprising. Uh, you had a games that are on this list that might be uh, from that company, considering where else it can get it from. That Game Pass goodness. Um, but yes, it is the smooth beats, the rocking beats of Hi-Fi Rush. game where I like I have a affinity for rhythm games I, I think like every year there's always one cropping up more or less there was BPM bullets yeah, per minute we, we definitely enjoyed BPM BPM mm-hmm. then uh, Hellraiser yeah. which I still yet oh. to play <laughs> or uh, Hellsinger uh, and then this year it's a hi-fi rush uh, so you start off as a regular Joe or a regular guy. He just wants to, he just wants to be a rock and roll star. So he goes in, and uh, oops, the this Armstrong program it didn't quite go so well. And now you're a defect and on the run because, again, we're in we're in the future and it's a little bit corporatey, and there's one big corporate entity to rule them all and anything that doesn't fit into their specifications must be destroyed so you are on the run from the five evil board members shall we say of uh, and the boss of the 
company. Vander. Oh, I can't remember the name of the company. I think, company, I I think it's uh, Vanderfield. Vanderlei. Vanderlei, yeah. Vanderlei, yeah, so the Vanderlei Corporation. Which, as you go through the story, you turn out, it was a nice little, it was a little humble. It was a little humble out of the back of a van kind of thing. This old, wonderful little lady, she started fixing things up. But the new person in charge, the son, oh, he's a, he's a piece of work, he is. It's all about the money with him. And of course, you get all the uh, the colourful cast of characters from the wrestling QA tester lady to the to the um, tentacled-haired uh, research and development guy who's not he's not actually necessarily he's not so much evil he's he's much more curious about you and your uh, abilities. Which he's a lot mad of scientist. I was going to say. Tentacled haired wouldn't be the first trope I would have uh, used for that guy. I would just say uh, Jojo inspired. Yes, Jojo, very Jojo inspired. <laughs> I think that's how far. I think that's the last boss I beat. Yeah, so, and of course you've got your own little friendly cast of characters. You've got Peppermint uh, with her cat 808. Who? Oh, I, I, I love Peppermint and 808. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Love really good characters. And yeah, then um, uh, another character that you meet uh, meet later on uh, as well. Uh, uh, the guy on the last. Uh, well, actually, well, I'm always going to say the last, but uh, uh, the guy, uh, the, the next friend that you see. Uh, yeah, Macron. Macron, yeah. I always call him Cinnamon. I don't know why. I would. No, C- Cinnamon food. is the robot that's also there. He's also oh, good. Yeah. Yes, the robot is silly, absolutely. Yeah, because he doesn't have any um, he doesn't have any emotes on his face, so he just draws on his he's, face. He's rapidly wiping his face and drawing on a new emotion every time he gives a speech. <laughs> he gives a speech. Yeah, so I thought that was great. And then um, also a playable character. Uh, oh yeah, he is. Uh, he is. Yeah. He's a. <laughs> For, For a, a great second, if... you get the players of. For a great scene, absolutely great yeah. scene. Yeah, uh, I've got that to look forward to. Then. Yeah, you oh, got that yeah. to look forward to. Sorry, sorry for spoiling that. I, I don't worry about spoilers. <laughs> I already kind of looked up a lot of a lot of it. No, I, I can say, yeah, this was also... Uh, I really wanted to add this on my list, but there was just so many good games this yeah, year. This oh, is really my ones. number six. <laughs> this only just got beat out, and the only reason I pushed it out is because as much as I enjoyed the game, there's something I'm not getting quite right with the rhythm, and I can't quite get the adjustments to make it work. 
Yeah, I'm, like I'm, I'm the same as well. The the combat and rhythm. Gra granted, it's a really good system of like mixing the two together. Yeah. But really, you really need to have that, like that Zen kind of like uh, timing to it all to get the most out of it, to be the it, best, it, to get the higher rankings and whatnot. Yeah, that, it, that's that's the main crux of it. Is that you are ranked on this, yeah, and it's, you're it's, ranked it's, it's, on. It's, 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 DMC meets rhythm game. You start yeah. you have to, you, and you get your style rating, and the better your the better your style, the more the music kind of kicks in. You get some lyrics to, and you get really high up. But the problem is, is you are really focused on memorizing certain combos for certain um, enemy types. Enemy types. So there, there are times when it's like, oh, here's a simple, strong ground enemy with no fancy mechanics. I can combo, dodge, parry, get some really cool stuff. But then you throw in like a couple of flying enemies as well, and it's like, all right, well, I need to grapple to him. I need to use this combo on him. Oh, get rid of the shield on this guy. I need to call in that person because you got assists as well. It. There are times when, like, it's nice when you like. I can juggle three balls. You throw me a fourth one, and I start to struggle. Yeah, and then the sometimes it'll throw you a again. fifth one, and it's like, oh, I. You end up like prioritizing certain enemies, which aren't always the best. So yeah, so I sometimes yeah, so sometimes it gets a little convoluted in combat, but when it plays off and you're stringing together all the combos, it's really, really good, really smooth, and it has a lot of uh, accessibility to it as well. You hit like back in like the entire world is pulsing in rhythm. Uh, you have 808 following behind you who's also like giving off key things and you can hit select and or back or whatever and you get a little bar at the bottom which is also just giving you like a visual so there's a lot of feedback to know when you need to be doing things but yeah sometimes I still do kind of it's often the beats where it's like to do a combo it's like hit hit stop hit y wait x okay so Trying to get those up, but it's yeah, absolutely for, for me. It's just there's something, there's a slight mismatch, and I can't get the edit settings to quite work for me. Whereas um, stuff like Crypto the Necrodancer obviously has a syncing mode to help yeah. you with that, and it that one works. Whereas I couldn't quite get Hi-Fi Rush to work just well enough. Still a great game. I, still, still, great. I still have enjoyed what I've played so far. I just haven't finished it yet. Like the, the um, shell-shaded kind of uh, uh, colours work really well to the environment and the characters. It allows them to have a sort of a, like complex designs but that aren't too 
overwhelming. And of course the music is a lot of fun. I had to, I picked up the soundtrack, obviously. I mean if you've got a if you're a music game and the soundtrack isn't worth picking up, I think you failed as a music game. Yeah, I would I, I streamed the whole thing on my channel, twitch.tv forward slash turbo drive live plug 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 um, I did that when it first came out and I played it on streamer mode. And I actually loved the original soundtrack yeah. that they had for that streamer uh, mode. I actually decided to play the entire game in streamer mode because I'm more interested in the music they've made for the game than the licensed tracks they've acquired. That's the more... It's like, That's only for the bosses anyway, is the licensed tracks, isn't it? Uh, effectively, yeah. But I think they might have thrown in a couple of uh, licensed tracks for um, certain, t uh, like certain, certain moments. Certain fights, yeah. Yeah. Or like certain... Uh, points and levels and stuff like that, possibly. So, but um, no, I totally like this because um, you say it's done by Bethesda, but really it's done by Tango GameWorks, yeah, done by the guys behind uh, uh, the Evil Within and Evil yeah. Within Two, which, which is a complete 180 to what they've been doing recently. Specifically, the director, because yeah. the director of this was a the uh, director for the DLC for Evil Within 1, the director for Evil Within 2, and then, since then, he's just been working on this little project for a number of years. And this <laughs> shadow dropped yeah. in yeah. Um, uh, in February. It basically came out the same day it was revealed. Yeah. Yes, another one. Nobody knew. And Great. it just like, wow. There, there but that's also good for a game references. like this. Because it's it sticks in your memory and because it was on game pass people just went immediately went and i'm downloading that to have a try it, yeah exactly yeah. like i say the game pass worked really well for it because yeah like i say it, it's not like because bethesda is microsoft now it was a great way for it to hit mass market without anyone really thinking about it and they just went yeah sure and that was exactly what I did, and it tickled my musical enjoyment, or my rhythm enjoyment, straight up. Yeah, and if it's, it's still on Game Pass, so if you've got it, download it, play it. I don't think it's it. ever coming off Game Pass, to be fair. Yeah, probably not, but well, it's, it's, it's a Microsoft uh, with the partnership with Bethesda now with uh, Microsoft, yeah, it's not going to be coming off of that. It, it's considered the first party title, so. Yeah. Yes, absolute winner in my books. Well, not quite winner, but second place at least. <laughs> but it's still worth it. Very close. Very close. Very, very close. It, it's still a winner, it just didn't win the gold. Yeah. That tends to be a, a, a common thing with you, is that your rhythm game of the year is never the first number one game it's, it's always it's, like the second it's yeah like I, I do love my rhythm games but there's there's often it's the often the thing is is they're quite short and that being short isn't a bad thing oh but this thing like, is not short believe me i've looked at it and it's like there's so much for completion in that game uh, it's yeah, crazy for a, for a completionist gun but it's like i love it's the games that are often beat it are often games where i spend a little more time with it like a rhythm game it could win it could be my favourite, but it often is just a little bit... It's just a little bit short. Yeah. Although the nice thing with a lot of them is we will tend to go back to them just like once in a while, just have a go. 
Oh, yeah.
What's your silver this year, Turbo? Well, my silver, um, kind of like following in the rules of like uh, one remake uh, title uh, per listing, I think. And like, we try to we try to respect each other's kind of like rules and stuff like that. And <laughs> I'm respecting Earth's rule of like having one remake on um, the top five for this year. Granted, I wasn't playing many remakes. I was playing a lot, lot of kind of like uh, uh, re-releases, or like rele uh, or new Western releases of games that never came out in the West. Uh, Hello, Project Zero made in, uh, uh, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. Hi, I mean, but you've didn't make it. Technically, Disgaea Seven would be that because it came out in Japan last year, I believe. So yeah. <laughs> so with my entry, it is a full-on blown remake, like full-on reimagining of the entry that was considered the game that changed the industry. It was uh, an I think industry... I may know which one this is. Yeah. Quite it was possibly. an industry-changing game back in the day. And funnily enough, it came out with, uh, a, ga that also, uh, with a game that also uh, like took that game-changing formula and obviously enhanced on it. With its own scare. Now, granted, it's not that one I'm talking about, of Dead Space, because a lot of people have enjoyed Dead Space this year. But it's the other game that came out this year that a lot of people uh, have been enjoying and re-enjoying. Re yes, the Capcom one. Yeah, I figured. Being that of Resident Evil 4 remake. Yeah. Well, I, I was, I was half betting this would be your number one actually. Well, it was a It was a very hot like hard decision between this and my number one you could have swapped either or it was that difficult for me to go either this is num my number one or this is my number one but sadly i i i just like mm, it's really difficult to put it down to um you know the final point it is like millimeters distance between each other of who could be number one or number two. It's that difficult. But let me, I'll talk about number one when we get to it. But for now, <laughs> Resident Evil 4 Remake is a really good remake. They did justice. Now, initially, in its initial release, it was unfinished. Because it was missing uh, one aspect of the game that w has become kind of like a... a uh, a staple for the game since its recent uh, since its multiple ports, uh, but then they rectified that with the DLC uh, with DLC for the game that added that missing component from the, all those other releases that was initial. Now initially, the first game had the main game, mercenaries, and another mode called Assignment Ada, which was kind of like a bonus game, more not. And it wasn't really canonically tied to the ga uh, to the main game, effectively. 
Um, when the remake came out, it had the main game, and then at least within the first month, they released a free update of Mercenaries, so you could play the Mercenaries bonus game for that. But they didn't release Assignment Ada. Now granted, Assignment Ada is forgettable. Nobody remembers Assignment Ada, really, in all honesty. It's there in the original game, but not many people care about it. The mode that they do care about that has Ada in it is Separate Ways. And that is what many people have been enjoying recently since uh, September, I think it was. I think it came out in September. Was that a paid uh, DLC or was it, it a was free? It was a paid DLC um, for the remake. But it makes sense because... It was only available from the PS2 versions onward. So effectively, you had to pay a whole 40 quid for another mode back in the day. If, so, you, if you wanted it. If you wanted it. But now, you're only paying 10 quid, or less than 10 quid, to add this mode to your, your new version of the game. Now, I don't know if they'll ever make a Game of the Year edition of uh, Resident Evil 4 where they'll re-release it and have all the content on one disc. I almost guarantee you they will. <laughs> I mean, they didn't do that for Resident Evil 2 or 3. Because, well, actually, no. They didn't do it for Resident Evil 3 because they didn't make any extra single-player content for the, sec uh, for the thir third game. Mm. Uh, but for 2, they didn't do that for 2 because yeah. you had the, the Ghost Survivors DLC but it was free. So, you know, there's no point. Yeah, the free DLC is a bit different. Yeah, I, I imagine they'll do a RE4 remake gold like they did with seven and eight. Yeah, possibly. I think that might be the case, and they might do that in celebrate uh, like celebration for the year anniversary of the release. So they'll do like a gold edition in March, possibly. Yeah, but um, but initially, the main game I thought was great. And then separate ways added onto it, just good. In fact, it filled out a lot of the kind of like missing pieces that a lot of people were were annoyed about uh, with uh, the original remake because the original remake had to cut out a couple of things um, from the game that many people were thinking, "Oh, where's this? Where's this thing that?" It's in separate ways. They. They just trimmed it down for from Leon's story and added it into Ada's story and actually makes Separate Ways in the remake a better version than Separate Ways that you got in the original. <laughs> or at least from the PS2 uh, original onwards. Because uh, I always, like, with uh, Separate Ways on, um, on the original version, like OG uh, Resident Evil 4, uh, didn't um, it, it, it had uh, so much of the same kind of like um, level layout and whatnot of the original game and really didn't change up so much. They had a couple of things here and there that changed up in terms of like level layout and design and stuff like that. And of course, with to utilize the mechanic of Ada's grapple gun and whatnot, but in the remake. They emphasize it. They emphasize, oh, Ada has this grapple gun. 
she's got to go into this completely different area that Leon has no access to whatsoever. You know, um, and uh, you, you'll be able to find so many different things and whatnot. They definitely did a really good job with this remake. Now, granted, obviously, in terms of story-wise, that's the main problem. That's now that's the key factor of why this is going down to second rather than first. Oh, this story is pretty much the same. Like there is certain moments that changes up the story, but the main story, from beginning to end, is pretty much the same thing. Like, the key points are like that of the original. So, I knew what was going to happen. Except for maybe, like, one last thing. And that was definitely, especially in separate ways, where they have a very good teaser for what is going, what happens after the events of Resident Evil 4 Remake now. And how they go about afterwards now of... The story between, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys know the Four. lore of Resident Evil in general. Not in the slightest, Vaguely. honestly. Uh, I know little bits of the, some, I don't know, there was less plague, there was stuff later on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the events of what happens in 4 does kind of like t turn into Resident Evil, uh, goes into Resident Evil 5. And they connect it, they do kind of like connect it a bit more, and it, and they do hint at them working on a remake of Resident Evil 5, if they want to do a Resident Evil 5. Now granted, me myself, I would have liked a remake of Resident Evil Cold Veronica first, before yep, that. that. In fact, the... I wanted that to happen before Resident Evil 4, but we never got that. <laughs> because they wanted to work on the numbered entries more so than anything else. Even though Cold Veronica is a key factor in the, the story threads of uh, the universe of Resident Evil and whatnot. But nevertheless, they did a really good job at uh, doing the main, uh, do, doing this remake of Resident Evil 4. Would have I liked to have the game complete initially? Like have everything in? Rather than having said, yeah, it would have been nice. I would have paid for the extra. Um, or actually, no, I would have liked them to wait until later this year to have a complete product. Like, so instead of the game launching in March with just the main game and mercenaries, have the main game mercenaries in se uh, separate ways all released in September. And there you go, you would have had a complete package. But Really? It's fine. It's fine. I, I was going to say, is, is it that much of a detractor? Because actually, I think that might have been a better way of doing it because it means they've got the time between the two to add in like bug fixes and stuff from the base game to make sure it doesn't affect 
um, separate ways. That's just that's probably just me working on a developer mindset. Yeah, I think it could have been done better that way. Yeah, but I feel as though because they released the separate ways DLC is quite a minimal minimal kind of thing, like less than a tenner for it, and it and granted. I'd rather pay less than a tenner than buying a whole new version of the game at full price, uh, yeah. like it was back in the day, back in the day. So, yeah, I think like, the other thing is maybe they could have released Mercenaries a little bit later on, so you had something to do between the two. But eh, yeah, well, I yeah. mean, granted, no, having Mercenaries out within the month of release was fine because people would. The thing with mercenaries is that you can keep replaying the uh, those uh, stages with those characters multiple times and try to get get your better your score and stuff like that. So no, there's, I, I there's always replayability with that. Yeah. But um, but no, with separate ways, they did release more extra free content for mercenaries because of it. So they added like two two three more uh, characters. No, no two extra characters. Um, uh, with uh, mercenaries after separate ways, and of course added an, a new, uh, added an extra map as well into mercenaries. So instead of four, you got five now, uh, or five, five, uh, five, then six. I can't remember. I've lost lost now on the maps, <laughs> but um, nevertheless, I still regard. Uh, I, I I still have. Um, high regard on Resident Evil remake being a really good remake and uh, definitely equal to Resident Evil 2, but I feel as though they could have made it a complete it, like they should have just waited six months or whatever to have separate ways ready and then just release the whole thing as a complete package rather than it being DLC. But I'll excuse it and. Um, because of how cheap the Seven Ways DLC was uh, compared to, you know, how it was handled back in the day, you know, when Capcom just wanted to re-release re the game multiple times to make as much money as possible with the game. Oh, and also, you know, on the other consoles they didn't make money off of. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't played it, go go play it. If you're a big Resident Evil fan, go go give it a shot. And some people even said that uh, Resident Evil 4 remake re like like changed the industry yet again. Now I won't say that. I don't think it's done that, but it's done it's done justice to the original. I'll say that much. Like, but you can play either the original uh, or any of its ports afterwards. And, and have the remake alongside it as an equal. Yeah, it's gotta play better. It's gotta obviously uh, be better for this generation and stuff like that. But at least it's not gonna overshadow the original or surpass the original because a lot of people have a lot of good memories of the original. So. But now you just need to bug Capcom for Code Veronica remake. <laughs> I would love that. I really would love that, but you're not you the know, only one. 
you know, <laughs> I just I don't know if they will or not. That's only time will tell. A, a but, recent article I read was basically like, yes, we saw the ending stuff. Uh, it's like it's great, it's great. But why are you focusing on this next entry and not doing Code Veronica? We want Code Veronica. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? We'll see if it happens. But for now, Resident Evil 4, my number two, it's well-deserved. And to keep to, you know, in respect of your ruling of one remake uh, in the top five, there you go. There's my remake for this year. Yeah, this is always tricky when like you have such a extensive remake because it feels more like it is a brand new game almost. I think RE RE4 is not quite as much of a complete from the ground rework with nothing to do with the original as maybe Final Fantasy VII remake, which yeah, that was a very which is changing style. the plot, which feels a bit weird. At least RE4 keeps the plot. <laughs> yeah, they change certain aspects of the plot, but the core yeah. skeleton of the plot is there. That's honestly like the best ways. Like you know, it's like sometimes you look back and you go, "That could have been done better." Certainly, with like, there's a few. I know for a few games when they're looking at doing remakes and stuff, it's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be using this slang that was popular at the time. Not so much anymore. But uh, yeah. I will say that is a, it is a slight concern, actually, of one of a remake that's coming out next year, is how much are they going to change to make it uh, family-friendlier, let's say. Which I don't think you could do for Resident Evil in the first place. So. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no I mean, it's, an, it's an adult series anyway, so yeah, you can't yeah. make it family-friendly, no. But no, a good pick. I, I genuinely thought this might be your number one. Well, you'll just have to wait until yeah, I, when we I'm, get to number one, what my number I one is. I think I might have a guess, but we'll see.
On the other hand, my number two, um, I very much like you, there's not much between my one and two, to the point where I've actually swapped it twice during our recording already. So it's back to back it's to back it to what it was, but I think I've made a decision on why this one's number two. But this is one that's been I've spoken to great lengths on LMC Cast in the past, as has the Rad of Genius. I think you can already Shadow Fox should probably already be able to guess which one this is. Which which one of the hints? That. It's one that I've talked about on two LMC casts, and the Random Genius has talked about on LMC casts. Oh. Uh, I mean, your biggest mistake is thinking that I remember anything. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> like, we, like, we listen back to what we record <laughs> half of the time. Oh, that's, I mean, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I mean, but I, I will say, times. <laughs> the, one of the reasons this is so high on my list, though, is because I originally saw this game launch and thought... I, mean, I, think I, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this game. Is it food related? Yes, it is food related. Yeah. So uh, just, just had to like put the pieces together every second. Like, yeah. hang on. <laughs> um, but I've gone from, I'm not sure I like this game, to I've 100%ed it, including the stuff that isn't achievement related, and I'm still playing it like at least twice a month just to keep up my skills. And that game is Pizza Tower. Uh, of course. Let's stack. get. Sorry. <laughs> pizza stack. Eat them all. Uh, well, you don't tend to eat a lot of the pizza in this game. It's making the pizza or getting the ingredients to make the pizza. I guess. But yeah, this is a well-designed, speedy platformer taken in the style of Warrior Four. And it, unlike a lot of um, Kickstarter spiritual successes. I feel this one does a much better job of going, hey, this is a game built for us fans of Warrior 4 that like speedrunning it and we made it a quick speedrunner game, but we haven't just focused on making it the game that we think everyone wants to do. We have actually made it an accessible game. You don't have to speedrun this game to get to the end of it. You'll have to, you know, be fairly quick because one of the main gimmicks is as soon as you get to the end of the level, you've got to get back to the start of the level before the timer runs out. But they do a very good job of gently rising that up through the levels. And even once you finish the game, it goes, hey, but you didn't get everything in the game. Why don't you search for the secrets? Why don't you try and get the achievements? And some of those achievements will be like, you do have to be a bit speedrunning. And I think the 
big change of that comes in the mechanic which I think you can just call the second lap. So on your way back, if you get back in good enough time, and I think the only method I've done it is if you complete the tutorial level really quick, you, quick, you automatically unlock all the second lap portals. Otherwise, I think you unlock it for beating the level once. But um, the idea is, hey, you've gone back to the start of the level. Do you want to try and do it again before the time limit runs out? You don't get any extra time. You have to do it twice in the same time limit. And that includes getting any of the additional things that are only available in the run back. Certain secrets and certain items you can only get in that time. But what's really good is that it builds up from it. It goes, hey, just complete the level, to hey, try completing the level while getting all of the secrets and items. And then, hey, try completing the level and doing a second lap. And you get that elusive S rank because you could only get that in the second lap. And then it just kind of goes, you do know there's one rank more for if you can do all of that over again, but in a single combo. And it's just that gentle, do you just want to give it a try? And at any point you can just go, no, this is too much for me. But yeah, I 100 percent it because I'm... Because you're nuts. Uh, I'm glutton for punishment. It, it, it kind of, it reminds me in a sense of like neon white in that it's like... It's a, it was, that was a speedrun platform as well, but 3D, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you, it's like, you can just get to the end, but if you then get the gifts, you then also get to level up your relationships and get more story out of that. And if you get the gold medal, you get to get the good, you get to make like the extra ending bit. It's like, ah. So it's like, you can just go through, but if you really push yourself to get the good score, yeah. do the good, then you can. This is the thing that I found with a Castellio. If it's a speedrunner, if this the people that have been designing it are people that have speedrun the original game, and that's why they love it so much. In a lot of cases, it's when they make their spiritual successor, it they almost demand you to also be a speedrunner. Pizza Tower doesn't do that, which is really good. There is a time pressure, but it's not it's not severe enough that it forces you to learn speedrunning tech. That's all there for you to learn if you want to. And I have done one of the unlockable costumes requires you to speedrun the game. There's no achievement for it. I just did it because it was like, this is the only outfit I'm missing. So I did it. And that also made me was like, okay, well, there's different categories of speedrunning. You can do any percent or 
all toppings, etc., etc. But what was really nice with the way the pizza tower have done it is they never pressure you into doing it. Yes, if you don't get all the secret items, you don't get the true ending. Um, the other thing that's quite interesting is that you only get one chance to get what's called the final judgment. So when you finish the game, you get a ranking. That ranking is permanently on your save file, regardless of how much post-game stuff you do. But thankfully, it's not strict, so strict as to make you, you know, go, hey, you did appallingly, don't come... Don't bother trying to redo the game. Like, if you go through casually, you'll get either no judgment or, hey, you did okay. The really bad judgments tend to be for people that are purposely trying to get the bad judgments. And that's what I quite like. It's not a pressure. It's a, hey, do you want to try this? So a really good example is the first level, um, which is quite a short level, and it kind of introduces you to some of the concepts of the game, has three has three achievements related to it. They're called chef tasks. One of them is, hey, get a massive combo through the level. And you can only do that by doing a second lap. And in by doing that, you will also probably already get the P rank. So it's an organic way of discovering the P rank. And then there's the complete the level in less than two minutes, which is just, hey, here's how you complete a level quickly. You ignore all the secrets. You ignore all the toppings. Just get from A to B as quick as you can. And it kind of teaches you, hey, you don't have to get absolutely everything because you'll still probably get an A rank just from doing that. And that's what I like about it. It's just this gentle learning that it gives you. And it kind of nudges you to just... Like, I, I didn't, I genuinely didn't think I would P rank everything. It was just a case of, well, I went through the game. Well, I might as well get all the achievements. Okay, P ranks aren't too hard to get. I'll try and do them a floor at a time because you get an achievement for doing each floor. And eventually I'd just done all of them, because why not? Um, I will say one of the other big, big highlights of the game is the soundtrack. The soundtrack is so, so good. If you don't ever intend to play the game, give the soundtrack a listen. It's pizza time and the death, the death that I deserve Eoli are two really, really good tracks. But the whole soundtrack does a wonderful job. Uh, so yeah, feel free to just give that a listen. The there are two things that stop this from being my number one. My first one is it's a little bit hard to recommend because unless you're a Warrior Land 4 fan and you like fast-paced game, fast games, yeah, I'm not entirely sure if I can recommend it to you. 
if, you, if it looks interesting, like give it a it, shot. You, you know you're going to like it if you look at it. Maybe. Well, this, you say that, I looked at it and didn't think I would enjoy it. So, I think if you've got a passing interest in it, give it a try. Even if that's just you need to pick it up on a deep discount, go for it. I will say also they did a Halloween event where they added a new level, which was quite nice. Um, uh, there are two new levels, actually, sorry. they uh, Well, they added a new level, which was kind of a short, racy level where you had to pick up items and just complete a lap. And then they added a kind of level, which is completing every secret room in a row. Which is an interesting one, but that was a ranked one, so I have to do it. The other thing is, and one of the things that did, the other things that put me off the game was I don't like the art style. Now, I understand that it's supposed to invoke kind of the grungy Nickelodeon style from like uh, Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life. But I didn't like the art style back then either, so. I'm not a massive fan of the art. I think the art could have been better. However, I also, you know, kind of realised they were going with something else. And also, the graphics are good enough that you can see what you're doing at all times. So, take that with a grain of salt. But that's the reason I'm going to keep it at number two is I don't like the art style. But, yeah, this is one of the games I spent the most time on this year. And I 100%ed it. How can I not put it so high? So yeah, Pizza Tower is my number two.